Yo, and welcome to the second episode of the Multifaceted Minute. I am Reggie Harris, owner, founder, and CEO of Harris Multifaceted, you know, which is going to be soon your top motivational speaking slash consulting slash life coaching company. Watch what I tell you now. If you don't believe me, just wait on me and see. <laughs> well, hey, y'all, we're going to go ahead and get started with our episode here. And the first thing that I want to talk about here, uh, first part, we're always going to have our motivational moment. And our motivational moment uh, today is going to be, you know, it's going to be a little longer than the first episode. But we're going to talk about seven things that people need to grow. Seven. Yeah, seven. And we're going to break those down um, here in just a moment. But when you talk about growth and human stability and human growth, you got to have these seven things. I've asked people myself, I've done, you know, surveys of, of of that and and these are things that are usually consensus among people um not only that i felt this these things that i needed in my own life that um that has driven me to a whole different level and have helped me grow and helped me become a better human on this earth and so number one we have to start with purpose you know one of the main things that people one of the things that drive people into depression and drive them into a a meaning meaningless life is a life without purpose um purpose is very important and you know you have to find what are you good at what is your genius i always i like to phrase it that way what is your genius um and then what is the thing that gives you an adrenaline rush when you're doing it you know and we may have multiple purposes you know, and I think that's sometimes where people get confused. Sometimes people um, say, oh, well, I just got this purpose. And you forget that you might be a multifaceted individual that have to grow into other purposes after you establish yourself in one purpose. See, sometimes a, a purpose may not necessarily, it's just like a plant. Plants live and then they can die and go into compost and sometimes they see you spread on into something else, but they don't, that plant is not completely destroyed. It's turned back into dirt, turned back into matter. And then it's planted again, or it stay, goes into the ground and helps something else to grow. So you have to understand that your purpose might be multifaceted and it might be different at every season of your life. So make sure you evaluate that, you know? So a couple of things I want you to remember that about purpose. Number one, sometimes your purpose will change based on the seasons of life. And sometimes, and number two, you may have multiple purposes. And for some, number three, you may have that one specific thing, that one specific purpose. So, you know, we all, we all got to figure that out. We all got to do the things um, to, to figure that out. And a couple of things that I recommend to do that is, Listen to your mind, listen to your body, listen to what gives you adrenaline when you're doing it. What makes you the most happiest? What gives, what sends that dopamine to the brain? What gets you going? Um, then the next thing too, just look at what you're good at. Uh, don't try to be what nobody else has told you to be. Look naturally what you like to do. And if people are judgmental about it, well, let them live. They got to live their own life. We're all wired and niche differently. Number two, peace. 
man, I heard Mike Tyson say this, and I don't know if you follow me on social media, y'all know I shared it on all my social media. And he said the three years that he was in jail was the most happiest that he's ever been in his life. And y'all know I like to do my Mike Tyson impressions and stuff, but you know, this one right here really stood out to me with this. Uh, what he said, and he said, you know, Shannon uh, Crowder was, he was talking about, man, you had, you would make $30 million a fight. Like you had all the money, you had everything you wanted. And with that, you know, as Biggie would say, Biggie Smalls would say, more money, more problems. And I seen what Mike was talking about because, you know, when you have that, you have more money, you, with more money comes more pressure, more expectations, uh, probably less peace because you got people grabbing on you. You got everybody being your friends. You don't even know your friends from your enemies. You don't, and and then your enemies are also trying to hate on you, but still take your money. People want you to, to not succeed. You know, people that want you to succeed for their benefit to take money from you. And so it's 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 going on and on and all those things and all of that. Just imagine all of that stuff going through your head. And then also too, the 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 pressure of staying on top, the pressure of continuing to make that money, continuing to live that lifestyle. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure in all of that, you know, and, and as Mike said, he said, sometimes God will give you everything you want to see if you can handle it. And sometimes that's a punishment and for some of us that can be. And so, you know, and he was talking about the, the most peace that he had. He that's when he wasn't having to worry about who to answer to. He woke up in jail every day, read, did what he wanted to do eight certain times a day, worked out and he had peace. And um, I remember being in a country where, um, you know, everybody almost ate beans and rice for lunch every single day. And only thing, and they laughed. They loved life. They enjoyed each other. They had a great time. And I saw the peace that was all over their faces. You know, no running water. Um, you know, they went to the well every day to get their water. You know, people went to work. They came back into their little villages. And they loved each other. They loved life. They were laughing. They joked around. The kids played. It was a beautiful day and you saw the peace up on their face. Um, and, and a lot of us have so much more than that and we don't have peace, but you need peace for growth. Um, just like you need that purpose. You got to have peace for growth because there's no growth without peace. Um, because your mind is going to always focus on those things that don't allow you to have that peace. And number three, a dream. You got to have a dream. A dream is what makes and drives you. People say, go out and get an education. Well, you can go out and get an education, but it ain't. But if a dream is not driving that education, that education is worthless. So a dream has to drive you. Whatever that dream is, you know, all of us got different dreams. Some of us want to just build a house and be and have five acres of land. That's a great dream. Some of us want to live off the grid. That's a great dream. But you got to position yourself to do those things. Some people won't to be a millionaire. Some people want to create businesses and help others and do a variety of different things. Those dreams, if you want to take trips your whole entire life, you got to work towards having enough money and resources to do that. So here's the thing. The dream drives the work. Number four, motivation. Whatever way you need to get that motivation, man, whether it's memes, conversations, therapy, therapy is a good one. Um, talking to friends, you know, encouragement, allowing people to in your life that are encouraging to you, listening to podcasts, um, drawing that strength from, you know, people that have done 
what you're trying to do. Um, also, in just positioning yourself and reflecting on your past, looking back and seeing how far you came. But there are different ways to draw motivation. A lot of time we do have to sit back and reflect and look at how far we came and not focus on where we're going because the journey is more important than the destination. When you realize in the journey how far you've come and how you've grown in, in the middle of that, that is sometimes what will push you to the end goal. It will push you and drive you. Um, next, accountability. So accountability is number uh, number five here. You got to have something to hold you to the course. You got to have people around you that will look you in the face and tell you when you're wrong. Got to have people in your life that will be there for you and strengthen you and hold you accountable. Your true friends will stab you in the face. They will let you know when you're falling off. You want those people around you. You don't want the yes ma'ams and the no ma'ams and, you know, like that friend that always co-sign with you all the time. Sometimes you don't need them to co-sign with you. Sometimes you need to tell them that you you need somebody to tell you you're being bogus right now. Um, that you're, you know, or, you know, you need you need that accountability. You need that person to walk alongside you in love now. And because some people, they get fuel off putting you down and dimming your light. So you got to be very careful about that. Sometimes your accountability is your measurements. You know, you may have those goals. And I would say, I won't say goals. I would say objectives. Um, and, you know, maybe they set by a time limit. Maybe they're not. And so you set up objectives or if you want to call them goals, I like to call them objectives. But if you want to set those up, make sure you do that. Set those up so that you can have something to walk by and through. Um, affirmation and encouragement. I think everybody needs that. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, anybody that says they don't need affirmation or encouragement, you're lying. That means that you may not even have any deep, meaningful relationships with anybody. That's the reason why a lot of us, we reach out for that on social media. That's why, because that affirmation that somebody thinks like me, somebody you know, is on the same journey that I'm on. You know, um, it could be with your family, anything, but we all need the affirmation. We need it from friends. We need it from family and we need it from social media because it does give us that, that, that a dopamine rush. It does give us that, that, um, that, that, that extra boost that we need. Uh, when something good happened, you want to tell somebody because you won't, somebody to affirm and confirm and encourage you to go further man and say man look at look at what i did look at look at what you did yes you're you're the one keep doing it keep going and next is empowerment um sometimes empowerment happens through adversity i i, I want y'all to get that right there see that I, I saved this one for last here because there have to be things that go go on in your life that empower you strength don't always come by smooth and easy moments sometimes strength comes through adversity through losing your job through being poor through not having something to eat through asking somebody for help through going to therapy through going through depression through losing a loved one empowerment doesn't always look like a book or a motivational speaker. Empowerment sometimes looks, 
sometimes comes in abandonment. Y'all better listen to me now. That's why I saved this one for last. Because through the abandonment, through that alone time, through being in the wilderness, through the hurt, through the pain, through the adversity, the brain evolves and gets stronger. And you become more creative. You begin to pivot. You begin to dig deep and find and pull, as Eminem said, pull that shit up out of you. You know, on his song, oh yeah, an Eminem song. Yeah, I did say that word. Yeah. But you begin to pull that up out of you that you didn't even know that you had. And that empowerment comes. And sometimes that empowerment comes from internal. Sometimes it comes from external. Sometimes people challenge you. Sometimes people leave you. Sometimes people hurt you. But whatever way it comes, you need it. And so those are the seven things for growth. And that is the motivational moment. Moving on into fitness and health. Now, with fitness and health, I do want, I call one of these, I have a lot of super smoothies out there. One day, I'm going to probably market these things and sell them one day. But I'm going to give you guys uh, something that I do, and I call a super smoothie here. Um, I do coconut water, an amino acid supplement, cranberry, sea moss, real turmeric root, real ginger root, black pepper, and I do some kind of green in there, whether it's basil, Thai basil, microgreens, spinach, or whatever, but I got to get those greens in there. But the amino acid supplement, coconut water, sea moss, y'all know, you know, if you can go look up sea moss, it has 92 of the minerals and bottom um, minerals that you need, uh, turmeric root, inflammation, um, anti-cancer agent, ginger root, that black pepper help it travel around. So, you know, not only that, cranberry help clean out that, that uh, help clean out your cleaners. Oh uh, yeah, the, the kidneys. So you got to have those cranberries. I love cranberries putting that in there. And sometimes I do put pineapple in there too for a little taste, but um, that coconut water and kiwi kind of kill that um, in there too. And occasionally I may take out one of these, one of those ingredients, or I may add beets to it, especially in a pre-workout because beets have more nitric oxide than anything ever. It's red, of course, you know what I'm saying? Come from the ground, blood, red. You look at a beet, you cut it, kind of vingy you know like it's just like a pattern on the inside of it now like i said beets are gross but if you put them in a smoothie with like kiwis and bananas and different stuff like that man i swear to god you will be happy <laughs> swear to god i just i didn't say god i said god you know what i'm saying all right next let's talk about some news man um talk about fitness and health now let's get into the news aspect man um one of the things that um, I know has been big is the mass shootings. And, you know, I'm for one that tend to be more moderate in my views. I don't necessarily, um, you know, a lot of people, they call me an extreme liberal and I'm like, I'm pretty moderate. You know, um, I do believe in the Second Amendment. I, I for one, carry a gun. I have a gun. So um, I don't have a problem with the person carrying a gun. But what I have a problem is, is that that regular people can walk around with something that military people have to be trained and certified and go through a me mental evaluation to carry on a military base. I want you to think about that for one second. The types of weapons that military personnel carry around, they have to be trained, 
they have to go through a psych, you know, psych, psychiatric, um, you know, go through that test, go through all of those. And not only that, they have to pass the test. Not only train, you have to pass the test. And it's like, even like, and I'll, I'll give the example, like we can all drive, we can go get our driver's license, drive. Most people can drive, but can't everybody drive 18 wheeler? I might like 18 wheeler. I might go out and get me one, but I can't put it out on the road until that particular, you know, like ain't no need to be bonding until I get a CDL. And I feel that in those types of situations when we are, and I get it, you know, that guns are fun. Going to the shooting range is fun. I'm 1% in support of that. But I also feel like the people that want those types of guns, you need to go through some type of test. So, you know, just like driver's license. I mean, it is hard as heck to get a driver's license. I remember as a teenager, that stuff was hard as heck. And <laughs> it, it was one of those things. Also, I'm going to give you guys some psychological numbers to think about. I also feel like nobody should have any of those types of guns until they're over 25. You look at the mass shootings here lately. They've been people under 25 years old. And we all know that you can't run a car until you're 25. And the reason why is because the frontal lobe of the brain has not fully developed. And the frontal lobe of the brain is the one that stops you from doing stupid stuff, keeps you from taking risk. That's one of the reasons why most of the time the military, and this is what I'm telling you, that's why military recruit hard for people 18 to 25 because you can easily get those people to put their minds and bodies and take risk. Um, it's one of the same things that, you know, that drives when you're youth, it makes you fearless. You're fearless because your frontal lobe is not developed. That's why when you get older, a lot of times, you know, like stuff you didn't did, you telling somebody younger than you not to do it because your frontal lobe has been more developed. So I do believe that there's a balance with regulations and stuff. Um, and here's the thing, my friends, regulation does not mean taking away a gun. And like I was saying here, maybe somebody could get those types of the assault rifles when they're 25 and they have to take tests and stuff to do it. People that already got them, go in on and keep them. But I also feel like, too, you know, if you give your kid something like that and your kid goes out and mass murder somebody, and they're 18, 19, 20 years old, and they find out that you should be held accountable for giving them that. Because that means that if you give somebody something and you haven't taught them how the responsibility that they have to do it and the responsibility they carry. When you carry a gun, you have a responsibility. It's not just this fun thing that I can just use and do whatever the heck I want to do. But um, so that's the thing there. And this whole thing about weed. Oh my God. Like I saw this on Fox and I busted out laughing. I've never seen a person with weed cause a fight. Now they're, weed have been laced with other stuff that cause people to do some crazy stuff but if you smoking pure weed the only thing you need is a bag of Doritos. the only thing they looking for is a bag of doritos some chocolate some candy and they send a, and the person that's smoking weed and they have a real weed smoke gonna tell you don't mess up my vibe with no mess <laughs> they're not trying to be violent they're not trying to do anything to mess up their chill time uh, now, if they got it mixed with crack, maybe on the other hand, they might be a little different because crack is a stimulant. Um, maybe if they're doing it with cocaine or they're doing it with, you know, fentanyl or whatever, whatever else they're lacing it with, that might cause some brain, um, you know, some diversion of the brain that might cause them to do something. But just because weed is in somebody else's system does not mean anything. And here's the thing. If you want to talk like alcohol, come on now. 
I've seen, we've all know, alcohol is responsible for so many violent crimes and so many deaths. So don't even start the agenda against weed. Let's take responsibility and understand that our over-fascination with guns have caused us to go down a road that we probably shouldn't be going down because here's the thing with that. You know, like, it's about responsibility. And we got to teach our people about responsibility um, more than, oh, I got a gun and it's my Second Amendment right. Yes, I agree with you on that. And we should. And nobody should say, oh, that'd be tyranny against the government. You know, I got my thing for tyranny against the government. You guys do know that there's undetectable drones out there that could just fly over your house and sprinkle some stuff right above your house and not even be detected. And you can just die from sniffing some when you walk out your house. Biological warfare. Or just, hey, a missile sit from somewhere else. Like this stuff about oh, I'm going to fight against the government of the tank coming. I'm like, come on, man. Like, you really do sound crazy when you do that. I'm just, I'm not, not saying you're crazy, but what I'm saying is, is that if you, if a government wants to get you, they can get you. And I think, you know, but it's a good thing that the government is ruled by the people, um, which brings another thing. We do need to have term limits for those old congressmen. I mean, we need to get them up out of there. And I do believe that there should be a balanced system where, um, where you have 50-50, and it should be something like that where you have 50-50 from each party. And the thing about that is, is, and I get it, you know, sometimes people vote and stuff like that, and some states are more conservative from, um, or more liberal. I get all of that. But I think we have to get back down to moderate. We are both sides. And we got to start having conversation because, you know, when I see, when I see people um, go out and campaign, and it's just all a nothing. One side and the other side is looked down upon. You're dehumanizing people. And we all have value. Okay? Sports, man. Baseball season, man. Y'all go out and catch a game, man. I know uh, you can get some tickets pretty cheap. Go out there and catch a baseball game, man. And, um, man, did y'all see what the Raiders did, man? And, um, you know, a black woman, she's now team president. Her husband is uh, – it was a former NFL football player, so she's been around the game her whole, pretty much almost her whole entire life. And I love seeing that man. Love seeing, you know, people that are qualified being able to um, to be in a sport that they love because she's going to bring a different thinking dynamic to the Raiders organization. Um, that's one thing about diverse, you know, people that has have different at, uh, outlooks. You know, men and women brains are different. Neuroscientists will tell you that. And that's why it's important to have great women in your life as men. And same thing with women. It's important to have great, smart, balanced men in your life, too. So, you know, because we all see things differently and we can grow together. Um, you know, hey, the Yankees, uh, the Astros and the Dodgers and the Mets are killing it. You know, Milwaukee has made a nice little uh, come up, too. Uh, Summer League. Summer League basketball is going. Man, go check out those rookies. They've been playing a lot on ESPN, checking that out. Um Free agency in basketball, man. KD requesting that trade. Rumored around, too, that Kyrie um, trying to get to L.A. And I think that is going to be really odd, him coming back to LeBron after all the funny stuff that he said about LeBron when he first got with KD. Now, all of a sudden, he want to be friends with LeBron again. I don't know. But maybe they've watched it on the rug. That's what competitors do. Um, you know, and, and, and that's one thing I do love about the sporting game. You can have a knockdown, drag-out fight. You can dislike each other. But at the end of the day, we can sit down and have a good conversation. That's one thing I do love about sports, and I wish people would transfer that in everyday life. You know, after being competitive and 
sometimes maybe you might say something bad about each other, but you sit down and you talk about it. I never forget that conversation Kobe and Shaq had. And they both admitted they were wrong and said, you know, if they had to do it back over again, they never would have separated. And I think that is maturity and growth that uh, teaches that. Uh, man, uh, Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon um, you saw that uh, uh, Nadal, he could not go on with an ab injury. That was bad. I hate that because I was looking for him and Jokic to, um, to you know, to uh, renew their rivalry. I'm telling you, if you hadn't watched a tennis match between those two, just YouTube it. They are intense. I mean, it's, I mean, it's legendary what those two do. Um, another cool thing, and this is for my bang, bang, not a game, baby. I'm a big 49er fan. Um, so, like, big tackle, the offensive tackle, Williams, hey, check it out. He's part of the Madding 99 Club. So, an offensive lineman, and all my video game people, you already know that is a big deal when a player is a 99, and he's the first offensive lineman to ever be a 99. So, man, shout out to the offensive lineman out there. If you're a football fan, you do understand these are the unsung heroes. These are the people that never get any credit, but they're starting to because people pan them now because they like you realize you don't have your great quarterback, you don't have your great running back, nor do you have your great wide receiver without decent, average, and even great offensive linemen. A great offensive lineman can make an average running back good. And a great offensive line can take an average running back to the Hall of Fame. And so, you know, same thing with the quarterback. Uh, so when you look at that and you really take a look at it, you know, the offensive line, that's the heartbeat of, the, of a football team. You got a good offensive line, you can control the ball, control the clock, control the game, really. Um, man, so going, going, moving on right along with some comedy. So we talked a little bit about sports here. And now moving on with some comedy. Oh, yeah, nothing with sports. Make sure y'all check out some MMA and some boxing here during the summer. The MMA is really getting good. UFC is getting good. Um, a lot of boxing, you know, matches and stuff here been doing the summer. So while football not going on, man, get into those other sports, man. Um, another, oh, yeah, another thing I watched today was, um, and it, it was over with. I mean, the season is over with, but basically the women's Super Bowl for football, um, and it was really cool. They had uh, the game in Canton, Ohio at the Hall of Fame, at the NFL Hall of Fame uh, stadium, and that was really cool seeing the women out there competing. I mean, great. I mean, hey, it's some, they were balling, man, and it was good seeing, I mean, just seeing women that, that are out there balling out, just like playing ball, playing hard, and, and it looked really good, really organized. And they did their thing. Um, going to comedy, man. I was, you know, I'm gonna talk about my parents doing the comedy part, uh, doing the comedy part here. And as I get ready to close here in a few moments, but uh, I was at home with them, man. And man, my dad, uh, my mom, you know, there was a um, a sick cat. We got outdoor cats at, at my mom's house, and she likes because they keep. We got a hay field and all that stuff. We are in the country and everything, and it was so funny because. My dad, my mom was like, hey, I need you to catch the cat. And my dad, uh, so I can uh, give him some medicine. Before she even got to the medicine part, my dad said, no, nah, I told you, cats got nine lives. <laughs> and if you know my mom and dad, they've been they've been together for like almost 60 years. And they are, 
the epitome of relationship goals as far as the way they banter back and forth and the jokes that they crack on each other. And my comedy moment was just the dad joke when it come down to that. And, you know, I watch them now, you know, how they have fun, like joking about like athletes and stuff. They watch sports together. They crack jokes on everybody else. They crack jokes on each other. Um, like my dad, my mama said, she'll leave him up in front of the store. She said, I don't want him trailing behind me while I'm trying to shop. And then, um, then she'll come back and say, yeah, I caught you over there looking at all them women walking in and out the store. And it's just so funny that, you know, at the fun stuff that they have. But, oh, man. So have fun in life, especially with your significant other and all of that jazz. Um, moving on, man. And I'm going to leave this little last little part here with the hot topic um, as I get ready to close because it's supposed to be 30 minutes. But um, I just want to let you guys know political or religion identity, and it goes back to the news, should not make you a better person. If you need religion or politics to make you a better person, you really need to dig deep and find your purpose. You really do need to dig deep and find who you are. Because if a political affiliation or a religious affiliation determine your worth, determine who you are and determine how good of a person you are, that means that you're being controlled and you would never know who you are. And then you're put in a box and everything about you is determined based upon that political identity or religious identity. And now you don't have no wiggle room and you're a walking contradiction. Think about it. Peace out, everybody. I love y'all and ain't nothing you can do about it. Peace.